Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Oscars Cheat Sheet miniseries. Why bother having an opinion on this year's Best Picture nominees when you can just use ours? Hello, everybody, and welcome along to the Cold Popshire podcast. You are joining us for our Oscars Cheat Sheet mini-series, where we're discussing each of the films nominated for Best Picture at the 2022 Oscars in a little series. And I am AJ, and that is Richard, and that is our actor-slash-friend Aaron. Ha ha ha. Very funny joke. Hello, everybody. Uh, yeah, so, Richard, what are we talking about for this episode? Uh, we're talking about a film called Coda, which is um, a coming-of-age comedy drama written and directed by Sean Hedder. Um, interestingly, this is actually an English-language remake of a French film called La Famille Bellier, um, mm-hmm. and it stars Amelia Jones as the eponymous Coda, which stands for Child of Deaf Adults. Um, uh, rounding out the cast, we've got Troy Kotzer and, uh, as her father, um, as Ruby's father, uh, Daniel Durant as her brother, and Marley Matlin as her mother. Um, the three of the, the brother, mother, and father are all deaf and played by uh, deaf actors, which interestingly is, is a change from the original film uh, where they are all hearing actors playing deaf, um, play deaf characters. And so the original film was pretty maligned for doing that um you know people comparing people in the deaf community comparing it to uh like doing blackface but um yeah it's so funny that it's like of of course like that's that's like why you make the movie almost you know but Mm, the the fact mm. that 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 wasn't the original but um yeah i didn't realize that this was a remake when we recorded our last batch where um i said that uh nightmare alley uh west side story and dune uh, are all and so yeah we've also got coda now that there's um four films where it's their second um screening adaptation um mm. but yeah coda is essentially about yeah this girl ruby only hearing member of her family and um yeah her sort of she's nearing the end of high school deciding what she wants to do afterwards she's uh, got a great singing voice and wants to become a singer which you know obviously when your family are deaf it's like um there's this means nothing to them yeah and um they're they're a fishing family um living in like kind of a a small town and yeah things get complicated when the coast guard finds out that the family is deaf and says well you're operating unsafely Mm. because you can't hear um you know if we if we radio you or anything like that and so then essentially they're told like well the only way you can continue to uh operate this fishing vessel is if you um if you have someone hearing with you at all times which they can't afford to hire someone so they can only bring ruby out and she wants to go to berkeley school for music 
and um but eventually yeah the family does sort of say they they go to her this recital of hers and although obviously they can't hear um her her sing they can see the reactions of everyone around them and they realize that our daughter clearly has a gift and we can't keep her here so we'll work something mm. out and so they drive her off to berkeley school of music she gets him and uh goes off to college in boston you've missed out the most important um and and most oscary character in the film though richard the school <laughs> teacher who believes in the students yeah. <laughs> and whose name is bernardo uh yeah, and Mr. he says v. don't say my name just call me mr v if you can't roll your r's mm. which i cannot i just bernardo. said that Ber, ber, is that it? Yeah, Bernardo. It yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> Bernardo, it is then. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of. What did everyone think of this film? I thought that um, there are some brilliant moments of filmmaking in this film some some of the best scenes i've seen in the whole oscar lineup mm -hmm. this year yeah, but the, two the whole point to specifically the the myself. the whole of the movie i thought was um otherwise just really good but these moments of brilliance made me feel like these moments that were just really good felt a bit weaker because it's like well i know the movie was capable of these tear-inducing incredibly profound scenes so why is most of the movie like about like high school drama and stuff like that mm. so um overall i really liked it i just think that there's some stuff in it that felt very um beneath it almost in terms of what i knew the movie was capable of yeah Aaron, what about you? yeah i think i would be probably the same i liked the movie but then there are like I said this to you when I was thinking about it, like you can kind of see how much it was made for. And I guess that's like, it sometimes <laughs> feels like those kind of things hold it back from being a truly amazing movie. But then that's not to say that like, it's not a good movie, you know, like there were things like, you know, it, the, the camera that they used is clearly like not as good a camera as some of these other movies were shot on. Some of the costuming stuff was like, man, it really just looks like you're wearing something that's off the rack and like not actually this character's clothing. Um, what an interesting reading of the film. That didn't even occur to me. But uh, I'm enjoying this perspective. Yeah, I mean, yeah. these characters would very much shop off the rack though. <laughs> that's true maybe they just like every single item of clothing they've bought is straight off the rack from <laughs> and then they just throw them out um yeah and also like uh some of the the like guy who plays um ruby's love interest sort of looks like the sort of actor you would cast for like a straight to tv love interest um which is not to take anything away from that guy like he obviously like it's a great performance um but like i don't know there were just things about that that made it seem like this was supposed to be a kind of like mid-tier movie that transcended itself i think personally through the performances of like yeah, the actors sure. basically mm. um yeah, yeah but also that's not to say that i don't think like it's important that these sorts of films are recognized because they tell stories yeah, yeah. that are important and also because like truthfully the performances of the performances and certain like shifts in what is otherwise a formulaic story make this like a really good film um just speaking of the the guy miles the love interest um you mentioned did you guys recognize him from anywhere 
No. No. He's the main character from Sing, Sing Street. Oh, all right. Yeah. Cool. Um, I think that the the weakest part of this film for me was that uh, she struggled at high school because she had uh, bullies um, who uh, would make, you know, do deaf impressions behind her back and shit. And I'm like, this is the kind of thing where it's like, bullies don't do this anymore, but this is how someone who hasn't been to high school in 30 years would convey the struggle of a teenager that think it's still it's still like this whereas i feel like it's not really like that anymore definitely um, not and yeah and and so that that kind of stuff that felt like it's what you were saying aaron that it's pulled out of this like this much weaker movie but i totally agree that the, the performances of the actors and particularly the performance of ruby's father create mm. um almost like this this oscar movie diamond in the middle of this ball of coal yeah is that you know what i mean yeah. like you chip away and you discover something that absolutely should be nominated you know uh, i um to contrast with you guys uh this is my favorite one by quite a bit this is this is the first wow. one that i like loved I, I watched this before Drive My Car, and I did, because I'm also, you know, an art house kind of guy. I did like that, too. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, Coda was like, uh, that, so, like, every year, I feel like the Oscars, there's a, um, there's, like, one film that, like, I feel like, you know, isn't going to win, but is my favorite, or it's, like, you know, the best one. Last mm-hmm. year, it was Sound of Metal. The year before that, it was Parasite, and it did win. Uh, year before that, was Black Klansman. Year before that, was Called By Your Name. Uh, and then 2016, I didn't watch all of them, but the year before that was, like, um, or Mad Max. The year before that was Whiplash. Um, and there's always kind of one. But And I was worried watching that I'd watched most of them this year, and it's... Yeah, I had the thing where I was like, oh, there, there are none of these that feel like mine. You know, there, there's like, mm-hmm. there's none that I feel attached to personally. There's one, like a lot of them I'm like, yep, these are good films, yada, yada, yada. But there was none that felt like I have a stronger reaction to this than the Academy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, Coda kind of kind of did that. Um, Drive My Car to a lesser extent, I think, because... I'd heard nothing but good things about drive my car. And so, whereas code, I'd sort of had mixed things about. And so it was cool to then, you know, have one that felt like it was, Oh, I'm on the, I'm going to go out to bat for coda. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I, I having now read some people's criticisms, criticisms of it. I do understand that it's, maybe a little bit predictable slash formulaic and i think that's where a lot of a lot of people have sort of said it feels more like a hallmark film but it's i I think it's an interesting thing that it's like yeah you can take a pretty tried and true story structure and um a story that you know where it's going and still make a beautiful heartfelt Mm -hmm. movie out of it i thought all the performances were great i thought um as you mentioned there's some really really good scenes that are like you know amongst the best in the entire what ones are you thinking um so there's obviously one after at the end of the recital when the 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 rest of the family specifically the dad who was nominated for an oscar is sort of grappling with the fact that their daughter does have this gift and they are unable to to share it with her and he's sitting he sits on the back of their their pickup truck with her and he asks her uh to sing for him and he sort of puts his hand on her like neck and, mm. and her chest so that he can hear the vibrations of her singing and can mm. obviously also see the emotion. And he asks her what the song's about. It's immaculate. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. An incredible mm. scene. Like, I bawling my eyes out, kind of like. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful performance from both both actors. I love that scene. And yeah. Um, then, yeah, her, her audition for Berkeley where she's she runs late but she gets to do it anyway it's all very formulaic mm. the she doesn't bring her sheet music but then bernardo comes i'll accompany her <laughs> i'll do it <laughs> um and so he starts to say she's obviously uh, she's she's very shy throughout the movie as well and so she doesn't sing her best and then so bernardo um mm. purposely fucks up the piano and then goes oh sorry my mistake can we start again and then sort of gives her a look like you're blowing this and then mm. uh when she does the second type her family sneaks in uh to mm. watch from like the the mezzanine sort of area and this is all enhanced greatly by the fact that she's singing both sides now yeah by, by jody mitchell, mitchell yeah. which is such a great song yeah. especially for this kind of like story yeah and her family she notices her family walk in and she starts signing the lyrics mm. to the song. Oh god, it's so good. It's so good. It's such it's the perfect it's the perfect it's a perfect moment in in, mm. in like a movie, you know, to like have all these ingre- there are movies which have elements floating in the air that they don't realize they can pluck out and and combine mm. into one like super scene, but this is an example of a movie that knows to do that, yeah. you know. And her her signing the song is fucking magical. It's <laughs> such a brilliant scene. Um, and as cliche of like Bernardo is like a character who's like you turn on the Oscar machine and it spits out a character and you put yeah. that in your movie. The, like the, he is that, but it, it, that's it's not like to the, say, it's almost the like how do I get through to these kids? Yeah, from yeah. Park. That's yeah. not that's not to say I don't like the character because of course I do because these cliches exist for reasons because, because they're, they're effective, yeah. right? And I, so I, I enjoyed his character and I think I think like. Um, there's a scene where they're rehearsing and he's like, you've got to really sing from your lungs. Or, and it's it's very like, this is so cheesy, but it's so working on me. Um, so yeah, like I I enjoyed a lot of the cliches. Some of them I, I wasn't so big on. The I remember, Richard, you you never um, let Little Woman live down the fact that it's got a, <laughs> no, you're actually on fire joke oh, in it. Awful this has... <laughs> this has two this has two moments in it where someone tries to say something in sign language and it ends up being something hilariously not what they meant. <laughs> and that to me is like the same level of like, you know, yeah, I cliche think, you know, joke. When you've got a movie about sign language Deaf people. That yeah, it's yeah. like that's yeah, you know, it's it's you're working with a certain set of tools. When you're writing, yeah. you're adapting one of the greatest novels ever written and um you know you've got the, the entirety of the english language at your disposal you you could do better than you're actually on fire um yeah um, but then so you're then kind of thing- you're holding you are holding those two movies to different standards in a way then right yeah 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 <laughs> 
I just I just can't believe that. I, like, but the, the thing about the Little Woman is that I feel like I'm the only person in the world that noticed it and that thinks it's that 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 they can't believe we let Little Women get away with um saying and you're actually you're actually on fire. On, you're on fire. Thanks. No, you're actually on fire. Um. Yeah, but look, my my ultimate diagnosis of Coda, I think, would be like it's maybe for me, it's maybe like mid mid tier nominees, but it maybe has the best scenes, mm. like the best individual scenes of any of the nominees. Yeah, the odds of putting this third um, behind the two films we're still yet to talk about. I would not be surprised if this won because all these cliches and things gives it the um the mainstream edge that a lot of mm. best picture winners have but it also has those those edges that elevate it like the the performances yeah also interesting about this as well it's uh apple tv plus this was released on Mm. um so they're finally getting into the oscars game um there's still we're still yet to have a a streaming film uh win best picture um Mm. which yeah feels like it should have happened a few years ago already but you know how those oscars are so what else is Coda nominated for? Uh, Coder is nominated for... Coder. Coder. <laughs> uh, best Picture, Best Supporting Actor for Troy Kotzer, who plays the father and Best Adapted Screenplay. I'm so glad he was nominated. I didn't know that. That's great. Mm. Yeah, it is interesting. As well. Like I was saying to Aaron, like the, the casting of this film, just like how real... Like obviously wanting to cast deaf actors, you're the 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 pool of people who are who are deaf and act, and actors and actors <laughs> is is gonna be you know f- fairly small um and the you, you, marley matlin is obviously the probably the highest profile deaf actor in the world um she won an academy award in 1989 for children of a lesser god and is to this day the the youngest woman to win best uh, lead actress um or supporting to to win i think it's lead um anyway um but that it's like you have you know you're casting just the you you want to you want a high profile deaf actress you cast the the meryl streep of deaf deaf actresses and then troy kotz is like a, a similar sort of thing um but they look so perfectly like small town fishing like he looks oh like, my god and then yeah, like and sh- like she looks like small town fishing milf um who you know like <laughs> the the father like and, and that, that they have this really healthy sexual relationship um that it's like yeah the, the, these these two actors i i just loved how perfect they are for their roles i i also um it's cool as well if you like um commentators have uh pointed this out about how like sexual the like the because quite often the like films with with featuring characters with a disability they have they're either like completely neutered or it's like oh my god they they overcame their disability to fall in love and it's just like nah these people are just like just like us they love to fuck <laughs> um <laughs> did you ever watch crip camp the the documentary no there's a scene in that where a a elderly man with um uh, I think it's like cerebral palsy 
is reminiscing of the time at this camp um, when another a cerebral a, a girl with cerebral palsy gave him a hand job, <laughs> and it's so funny. It's such a great scene in this documentary because everyone's like being treated with the, the same amount yeah. of respect, and and like a um, <laughs> a outburst of I think chlamydia happened. Like there was a chlamydia pandemic at Crip Camp <laughs> because all of, all of these kids were having sex for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like every every deaf person on this film fucks yeah that's great that's what you want mm. um <laughs> and yeah so i so is is um is the is uh marley matlin nominated as well uh no she's not Although, uh, interestingly, oh interestingly um because you may have noticed we haven't brought up the best actress category yet uh because none of the nominees in the best actress category are in films nominated for best picture that's bizarre has that ever happened uh last time it happened was 2006 that that feels like it's bad that feels like a bad uh, the first time in the preferential era it says so i guess that's the type of oh, voting um, great <laughs> all right um As there's some term i was never going to understand the meaning of but yeah i mean like well, like especially like now that we have 10 uh films as well that i mean because when, when it last happened there was only five nominees for best picture um that was the year that uh reese witherspoon won for walk the line um but yeah no it's just just an interesting sort of quirk um yeah well does anybody have any uh final thoughts aaron aaron do you have any other final thoughts on coda um yeah no i think you're right it's a really beautiful film that sort of transcends formula and also subverts formula i think there's definitely aspects of it that are not formulaic you know or like you're you expect this beat and it zigs when it zags um yeah, I don't think I have anything else profound to say. Um, I would say, honestly, it's probably mid to lower tier for me, um, just because of the like overall kind of uh, film stuff. But yeah, I would reiterate that I think the performances are incredible. And it was very emotionally affecting when I watched it. Um, so maybe in a like emotional way it would be like mid definitely solid mid tier, but maybe in an intellectual way, my brain's like, but does it? But is it? Um Yeah, so fuck fuck I, fuck my brain. Just go with the heart. <laughs> I've ranked this as my fifth favourite uh, best picture nominee. So I guess for me it is the like the the upper the the mid tier bursting through to the upper tier, I guess, for me. Which I think speaks to what I was saying before about it. So it's a combination of an okay movie and a really good movie. So cool. Well, uh, that was our discussion on Coda. If you enjoyed this, everyone, please follow Cult Popsha on Instagram and Twitter. You can also join our Discord, which there is a link to in the show notes. And you can also throw us some money if you like on patreon.com slash Popsha, Or you can email us at coldpopshamedia at gmail.com. Come and tell us um, whether you thought Coda was a, a, a great good movie or a good great movie or whatever fun terms. Make up a term. Come up with a term to describe how you feel about this movie. And yeah, we'll, we'll, I'd love to hear people's thoughts. Um, and Richard, what is the next film we're going to discuss? Um, right. Well, we've got the sort of the the two that feel like they're in contention for Best Picture left. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. let's talk about Belfast first. And since we're about to Kiwis, we can, we can talk about the Kiwi one last. 
<laughs> we can go from the film which needs subtitles because you can't understand anyone without them to the film that needs subtitles but doesn't have them because you can't understand anyone without them. I'm making fun of the Irish. All right, we'll see you next time. They've been time. through enough, OJ. <laughs>